Hey everybody, Reza here. So before we get into this episode, I wanted to give a quick explanation as to why this episode is coming so late. So typically Sandy and I either record on Sunday or sometime earlier in the week in order to ensure that the episode gets up by Monday morning. This week we, or this past week, we up we recorded, I think it was on Wednesday, and my intention was to edit the podcast on Sunday sometime in the afternoon and, and put it up so that it'd be ready to go on Monday. But early Sunday morning, my wife went into labor and gave birth to our son, which made it impossible for me to edit the episode and get it up that evening. So we spent the next couple of days in the hospital. Everyone's doing great. This, our son's doing just fine. But that's the reason for why this episode's coming so late. I'll definitely tell the story about that on next week's episode. But without further ado, here is episode 242. Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, everyone, to the 242nd episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Reza, the Mori results are in. Uh oh, what do they say? They say that you are not what you think you are. Oh no. Uh oh. Alright, so you a recent well, I guess a recently, right? Yeah, I don't uh, even when know did what you I when did you do it? it? I don't even know. I know I uh, talked about it on the podcast, but time's been flying these days. I could have I could have submitted them a month ago for all I know. Mm-hmm. And uh and it would feel like two weeks because to me it feels like it's only been like two, three weeks tops. Since I sent my Ancestry.com, I don't know if you call it Ancestry.com or Ancestry DNA Kit, whatever they call them. Um, so the results came like, goodness, like, I don't know how the email opened, like three days ago, maybe. And I've completely forgotten about it until today. Until today, until this very moment. So I haven't, yeah, until this very moment. We were about to talk about something else. And yeah, it just like hit me, I, I guess, because. I was going to talk about another poop story. Nah, Jesus. Always at the poop. I told you the poop story about 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 my poop story today, which is yeah, but I, highly unusual but I have, for me. Yeah, you but have I have, one? I have one. But I feel like this is more I, important. I, what, I, what you I have? To you, talk I wasn't going to tell mine. That's that's for sure. Um, so you're so shy, dude. I, I ain't talking about my poops. That's your that's your realm. That's fair. Um. So yeah, I haven't gone through this. So you're gonna have to excuse my slowness because I don't actually know what's in here. Um. But yeah, let's just find out. Yeah, so it says, hello, hello, Reza. This test is shown to match as me. And you can, like, start a family tree. So I think this whole kit type of thing is designed to help build the Ancestry.com, like, family tree, which is what you would oftentimes see commercials for, I guess, up until, like, a year or two ago when I finally started seeing the kit thing. Because I want to say the whole thing in the past was, okay, you fill in your family tree as much as you know, and other people start filling it in. And if you hit a certain point, like, let's say, like, you and me, right? Like, say we got, like, a distant, like, you know, great, great, great grandfather, you know? Yeah. If I fill one out and you fill one out and we actually both know ours that go that far, I think it would be able to connect that tree and say, okay, this is where the link is that connects you to Sandy or whoever else in the world. And so with this particular thing, you get to identify um, your cousins and other family members with the DNA test. And so what I'm looking at here, they have, uh, it says I have 19 fourth cousins or closer. 
just from the picture alone, I already see my cousin on here. But then everybody else I don't recognize. I, I don't think I have a picture on here. So it's just it would just show people like my my name. Um, assuming I don't even remember if I selected that I want people to know. Um, but anywho, so it there there's a few different things. It says int introducing ancestry DNA traits. It says explore more about what your DNA has to say about you. This new experience lets you learn, compare, and share discoveries about the appearance and sensory traits in your, in your genetic makeup. But as I was just saying to you before we started recording, it turns out that this costs money. Um, I didn't know that. I thought this was included, which is, uh, if you remember, about two or three episodes, I guess maybe right. even longer ago, when I said I was doing it, I was saying that this is probably the one that I was most interested in doing. Now, I didn't pay for the kit myself, so I'll probably just pay the $20 so I can see what's in there. Yeah. Because obviously they've already finished. They've already done it. They just are locking it behind a paywall for me. Um. But so what I do have access to is DNA story, DNA matches. Again, those are the people that I'm connected to. Um, and through lines, which is through lines uses ancestry trees to suggest how you may be related to your DNA matches through common ancestors. I don't actually know what that means, but I don't have access to that. And then there's also the other thing where you had also done this with 23andMe, where you had to answer like, I don't know how many questions, like your aversions to certain foods and what was it like? I don't know. Just like yeah, all these like, all like your the tendencies type of yes, thing. Yes, exactly. So let's just look at the DNA story. So this similar to twenty three and Me again goes back like what fifty episodes, maybe even more. Yeah, where it showed your map to show the different part, different regions of the world where you were from. Yeah, but it also like tied to that. It was like almost like a pie chart of all the different percentages of yes. places that make up my ethnic background. Yep. So I don't know how much detail Ancestry and other other companies have in some of these regions. Like I think I think like doing doing a DNA test is kind of a western uh, thing. It's a relatively expensive kit like I mean we you spend like $100 on it and for us it's like okay that's not that expensive but if you're someone who lives in like Congo, you're not gonna be dropping a hundred bucks on a DNA kit. Uh, that's a lot of money. So yeah, I think the resolution in some of these areas is a bit low. But I did hear recently, like literally as recently as this week at, at work, that um, some of these companies are actually going to these countries and taking DNA samples from different people so that they can improve the resolution on these uh, on with these tools. Because when you have a lot of like African Americans, uh, people from African descent or even like Eastern Asian descent, you get very poor resolution. So it's like, okay, great. You, you know, I know that my ancestors come from Africa, but it's like, okay, great. And what part of Africa, Western Africa, like that's not really descriptive. Whereas okay. with somebody who has like a European background, it can see like all sorts of different details that you would otherwise wouldn't be able to get. So I guess I've been rambling along enough. Um, so my ethnicity estimate, it says I am 48% Iranian slash Persian. Um, and this is referencing the the resolution that I was just mentioning. Twenty nine percent Ivory Coast slash Ghana, as we know, mm -hmm. my dad is, is is from Ghana. So ideally, I think that number should be. I think it should it would be it would represent Ghana more based on literally what we know about my dad and where he was born. But mm -hmm. I guess certainly, I don't really know too much about like his parents and his parents parents so i guess there can you know that that could be in there but that's 29 percent, which i find actually a little bit surprising um 
what we'll see in the what you see in the map or what I'm seeing in the map is a um, a bunch of mo- a bunch of like larger circles on the western coast of Africa, or at least you know like right at the the curve. I guess I don't really know what you call that part, but um, so there are multiple circles that are overlapping multiple countries. So we have 29% Ivory Coast and Ghana, which are of course next door neighbors. Um, 15% uh, Benin and Togo. Is it Benin? Is that how you pronounce it? Benin. I think so. And Togo. Mm-hmm. 5% Mali. 2% Southern Asia, which I guess would then come back for my mom. And yeah. 1% Nigeria. So I find that actually pretty interesting. It's a high... There's a... Not a high number, but a, a lot of different countries. Yeah. Um, especially Way more than to my you dad. Yeah. Thought. Yeah. And I, I'm not like, I guess I'm not terribly surprised by it per se. I mean, when it comes to, when it comes to Africa as a continent, especially with colonialism, these, what we, what we refer to as, as countries today didn't really exist back in the day. I mean, certainly there were tribes and there were certain regions that people would kind of group together and say, Oh, this is, you know, these people that mostly come from this area. But it's not like there was a central government that was restricting immigration or emigration or anything like that. So you ha- I assume you had a lot more of movement that you would otherwise that you otherwise don't see today or like not to say that you don't see it today. But I, I think what I'm what I'm really trying to get at is the the lines that we call countries today don't necessarily represent what was present, you know, 100 years ago on that continent. So I think it does make sense that there is a kind of a it's it's a little spread out it's a little diverse in that particular aspect which I think is really cool to see and then of course the Iranian and Persian part that's forty eight percent so that's pretty much expected and there's literally yeah. just that one percent that says Southern Asia which yeah is uh, <laughs> more of a standard deviation to me than anything basically it, it has the entire continent of India in there. <laughs> so yeah, right. it's a it's a pretty large region. So I'm looking at this right now because I don't actually know what's going to happen when you click each country, what it's going to say. So it zooms in, it tells you about the region, and it tells you a range. So it says 48 to 51 percent. So I was given a 49 percent, but I guess it's 48 to 51 percent. Um. I don't really know how, if this is relevant information to me per se. It just says mountains are the defining feature of our Iran slash Persia region's landscape from the greater Caucasus to the, along the border of Iran and Turkmenistan. Uh, mm-hmm. High plateaus and deserts are also common. The further east you go, it's the land of the ancient Persian Empire, once ruled by the Cyrus the Great, and still mm-hmm. home to a variety of languages, literature, and cultures that have proved last that proved more lasting than any kingdom. And that's all it says. Then there's like a thing. It's like history of the history of the region and i think it's just yeah it's just a little bit more detail about like it's a bit more detail about cyrus the great the muslim conquest yeah yeah so it's nothing crazy here it's the same thing again and it just shows uh what primarily it says iran persia primarily located in iran also found in a few other countries so I guess just like the different marker genes. So mm-hmm. if you have, so I think, I guess people from these other countries have somewhat similar DNA is my interpretation of that at least. Um, oh, that's really So how do you feel? How do you feel so far? So, I mean, like I said, that's pretty expected. Um, but when I'm actually, this one's really interesting. I just clicked on the Ivory Coast Ghana part and the, 
the standard the uh, the, the the standard error bars are massive here. So maybe what I said previously isn't. So you take uh, it with a grain of salt so yeah. far. Yeah, because what I said about twenty nine, it's I said Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast Ghana, Ghana was twenty nine percent, right? And if I click on that, it says the range is twenty six to fifty percent. So the standard error on that is huge. Um, that is that's a crazy standard deviation. Yeah, or standard of error. Yeah, uh, the the Benin Togo region is zero to twenty five percent, and I was given a, I was given fifteen percent on that. Mali is zero to twelve percent. So yeah, it, there's a. It seems like they don't have nearly enough data points for this particular region, like I mentioned previously, to 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 properly distinguish. But it also goes back to well, how different are the people really? Like, is the history, is the is the history of these countries, you know, these the people that belong to the, like were they here long enough to have differentiated from some of the other tribes or other groups of people that were here or did they did they flow a significant amount that allowed the the um like i mean again you i guess you would expect like you you'll see the same types of things people settle for a long period of time you can see mm -hmm. that type of resolution in other countries so i guess it's really just a matter of not having enough data points yeah um so what level of confidence do you have in your ancestry.com report I mean, like I said, it's not. It, well, I guess what we discussed before, it's not terribly surprising. I mean, we kind of, we kind of knew that it's going to look this way based on my parents. I think for, I think for people that, like, let's say, uh, a a black American, is like they don't know where their ancestors came from. I think it would be able to give them some ideas to what regions of Africa, for example, they're, you know, if, if assuming that it, you know, their, their ancestors go back to uh, slavery times, then you can get some insights as to where your people come from. But I don't think this is terribly surprising because I kind of knew where my parents came from. So I think it's interesting that some of these other countries have popped up, but once we look at that standard deviation, we see how high it is. It's, I'm not really sure what to make of it. Like, could it be that it's just 50% Iran, 50% Ghana? You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's certainly still, like, cool to see. It has, uh, you can click and see other regions tested. This is 500 plus regions. Um, looking at this, in Africa, they have... That's not what I wanted. So they don't really have any presence. Oh, yes, they do. Never mind. There it goes. It's just like Central Africa. There's not much presence. I actually don't. I'm not. I'm not up to date with my <laughs> with my um, countries in Africa. So I don't actually know what country that is in the middle that has like no no um, region present there. But all those are like zero percent you know, mm -hmm. Europe, 600 some re regions that they have no connection to Northern Italy, Sicily or Southern Italy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's go back. Let's go back to the home. There is the DNA matches. I'm not really going to go through these cause it looks like these are just people. Yeah. So my, my, um, my cousin, is on here it's it shows that he's either my first or second cousin is what it suggests um 
And then it has the shared DNA, so 793 centimorgans shared across 47 DNA segments. 87% estimate um, the relationship is either is either this. Um, the, the, the relationship is either first cousin, great grandparent, great grandchild, great aunt or uncle, uh, half aunt or uncle, half niece or nephew. And then it says 12% either first cousin, first, uh, first cousin, one time removed, half first cousin, second great grandparent, second great grandchild. And it goes on and on. Um, but of course, like I mentioned, he is my first cousin. I think based on maybe the age that you've given ancestry, they estimate that it's probably your cousin, your first cousin. So that's, and, and it's right on that. And I'm looking through this all the other people so that is the closest connection that i have it drops down to fourth to sixth cousin for all or for the next like 20 or so and then after that it goes to like fifth through fifth to eighth cousins which mm-hmm. i don't even know if that really counts as being a cousin at that point anymore yeah man yeah that's that um is there anything else on here like that really might be it yeah. I'm glad that you got the results. And I mean, it's unfortunate that it's like kind of behind a paywall, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was there anything you were hoping to find out that the report hasn't given you yet? So, yeah, we, we did talk about like what I was most excited about. And I was certainly really interested in seeing that, like the traits aspect. Um, like I, I, I guess I'm like I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm trying to see. It says see all 26 traits. So there are only 26 traits that they're going to tell you, and I don't even know what they're going to tell me per se. Like, are they just going to tell me my hair color for for example? Like, oh, this is your like I I know what my hair color is, you know. It's only 26 right. traits. Um, let's see. It include maybe I can oh yeah you can see all 26 traits. I guess I should scroll down. That's the uh, that's the moral of the story. So you can see your birth weight, facial hair thickness, omega three. What's your facial hair thickness? I don't grow my hair out too long normally, but my hair's so curly it's hard to say. Like my my like it grows kind of like it it grows kind of straight but flat on my face, right? But as it gets, starts to get longer, it curls in on itself, and it it becomes it can become like you know the James Harden or Rick Ross like thic- mm-hmm. thickness, yeah. Um, you know, but it's like super dense. It's like an afro on your face. But I never let it get even close to that. I I um I think the longest I've ever gone without shaving my face is maybe a little over a month. So I couldn't tell you exactly how thick or long. Maybe maybe that's quite. So it's thickness, not length, isn't it? So my thickness, it's pretty thick. Pretty thick hair. Okay. Uh, your photic, photic sneeze reflex, vitamin C, D, and E, wisdom teeth, asparagus metabolite detection, bitter sensitivity, cilantro aversion, cleft chin. Do you have a cilantro aversion? No, I don't. Earlobe type, ear wax type, eye color, finger length, freckles, hair color, hair strand thickness, hair type, iris patterns, male hair loss, which I certainly have, savory sensitivity, skin pigmentation, sweet sensitivity, and unibrow. But like, for the most part, this is all information that I know. It's not, it, I was curious to see like, 
do they have do they have like health information which they don't seem to offer did did 23 and me have that type of information like risk yeah. risk factors and stuff interesting mm-hmm. so i guess these are just two completely different platforms i thought they were i thought they were pretty like apples to apples comparisons but it seems like they're quite different and obviously like again i didn't i actually wasn't the one who bought this i know that my mother-in-law was a lot more interested in knowing the history of the family so this makes sense for her for her purposes or for what she was looking to find this is perfect it's exactly what she wanted to get but i think for what i would have wanted in the long run would have been would have would have better been offered from 23andMe. Okay. So, so there you go. Do I, you feel like um, do you feel like you'd be interested in doing it again through a different provider or do you feel like what you got was generally enough for you to sort of understand where you're from? I think I have a general enough idea of where I'm from. I, I've like considered doing one of these before but I never did it. I, um, part of it was just, I guess I just didn't feel like it was worth the money to like, like it, it's not like it's, it's super expensive or anything. These things often do go on sale. Um, but it was really just, I don't know if I'm going to find anything interesting enough in it to like, to even warrant the time or mm-hmm. the, or the money. So I guess having done this one, I'm not sure that I would find it any more beneficial to get something else done certainly i can get more information about these traits that like i mentioned again however many different times that i was that i was more interested in learning about yep but i didn't pay for those or do any of those in the past for you know i don't know whatever reason i don't have a physical um way to represent why i didn't do it but that there there was a reason for why i didn't do it so i doubt that i like i doubt that i would go into it doing it unless there was a really good deal i'm like all right cool let's do it yeah i mean this year it uh it came down to about uh 99 yeah that's about what you got it for too right no i got it for twice that i think are you sure really i thought yeah. they were always too okay interesting because could have got yourself a switch dude <laughs> yeah right yeah. um i should get a switch yeah but there's no games to play. I, I don't want to get into that. That is right not. Now. That is not true. But uh, there's there's no games that I want to play. I see. Okay, games that you want to play. Yeah. To be honest, I just. I mean, we're not going to play co-op anything on the Switch. No, I you're don't right like any of the Mario stuff. Oh, I certainly also am not. I'm not interested in like uh, Mario Kart. The mm-hmm. Zelda game is okay. I'm not a big fan of Zelda. Um, the only game that I could conceivably, um, do is, uh, Animal Crossing, but then I've never played Animal Crossing in the past. Honestly, dude, I'm not getting a, I'm not getting a Switch. Right, like, fair, fair enough. Yeah. I like the mobile games that I have on my phone right now, especially threes, <laughs> because I can do, I can do literally, I can watch anything and play threes. I still have never played threes. Um, that's not true. I think I played like the first time that I saw you playing it, but I never got into it. I never yeah. really got into mobile games too much in general. Um, I think there was what twenty forty eight that game mm-hmm. was that, that came what? after threes. So that was based on threes. Uh, okay, is that what it's called? Twenty forty eight was it even higher. It was like eighty one. Yeah, it's it's twenty forty eight. Okay, so yeah, that one I played for a little bit, and there was this game called Dungeon Raid, which actually doesn't exist anymore. I looked it up recently; it doesn't exist anymore. Um, I think that was mo- oh, in Tiny Tower. Tiny Tower, yeah, yeah, but Tiny Tower 
became all too consuming where you just oh, yeah. started doing it and it's like it's not good oh yeah i uh i got that the the max the max elevator at some point it was over yeah you didn't did. need to do anything anymore um yeah it doesn't it, it, the switch is nice but i it sits on my it sits on my um it sits next to my tv a lot of times unused and every now and again i'll pick it up right now because of mario the new mario game i've been using i, I haven't played in like a week or so but um I've certainly been using it a lot more than I have recently. And when I travel, it's great just for like on long planes. And when we're like on vacation, just kind of chilling out, but I don't really have a ton to do. It's nice just to kind of play a little bit of it. But yeah. Um, yeah. That, is there anything else that you want to talk about? I know that you had a story that you wanted to tell. Was it actually, oh. was it actually a poop story? It, it well, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> there's a poop aspect to it. So I've been doing my long runs on Wednesday mornings, which means I go to so like normally I could like carbo load the night before. So it's like some pasta, um, a lot of bread um, and I eat that the night before. I'm also going to bed at a really crazy early hour. So like 915, it's like lights out. Um, and then I wake up at 5 a.m. And I just start stretching for the hour. And what I've been realizing is for these long runs, I get tired from a lack of energy, not from like, not, not so much tired legs. And so I figured I'd try and eat something. So I made a peanut butter sandwich on like a single piece of toast, ate that. And I ate that in under an hour from like when I was starting to go run. And the reason why I chose to do the long run on Wednesday is because like it was going to be the coolest day of the week. Um, Tuesday, there was like a lot of rain and it had already brought the temperature down, but I figured Wednesday would have had all of the Tuesday, like weather decrease, like baked in. Right. So when I left, it was 69 degrees, but it was like 90% humidity. But I still figured like, you can't fight the humidity. There's nothing you can do, but what you can sort of plan around is like what the base temperature is, right? Because right. if it's going to be 90% humidity and that's the consistent factor, 69% is infinitely better than like 80 some degrees or sorry, 69 degrees is infinitely better than 80 some degrees, which is what I've had to run in the past. I remember running 14 miles uh, when it was 92 degrees, I think, or something like that. Like, it, or, or no, it was like 80 Maybe it was like 80s, like mid 80s at the start. And I drank five water bottles and it took me forever to finish because my body was just like, your body has used up all the salt, all the water. And it was one of the hardest runs I've ever had to do. How are, you, the, how are you carrying five water bottles? How are you doing that? Oh, it's a refillable. Back? Well, no, I have a what's called a, a Nathan bottle. Uh-huh. And so I, I hold it in my hand. It's got like a, a strap around it. So I run it with it in my hand and I just fill it up at water fountains. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I was like, I st- you hold on to yeah. five water bottles when you're running? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I start the mixture with half Gatorade, half water. And then obviously as I go, like it becomes more and more just water. Right. Um, but so this week I was like, all right, I got to run 17 miles. Uh, and so I started running and normally I, I try and go use the bathroom before i go and run um and this time it just didn't it, i just wasn't getting the kind of movement i needed so i was like you know what let me just go yep. and then i'm running and i'm about i've got the map up right now <laughs> um full details of, yeah, sandy's, right? of sandy's bathroom situation yeah i'm about like two, i'm about three miles in I'm, let me ask you a question how does carolyn feel about these stories i know she listens carolyn to the podcast. Loves these stories, carolyn really. loves these stories. <laughs> are um, you sure are you just yeah, right. are, you, are you lying 
I yeah. Putting words so, in the mouth. Yeah. So I started uh, the run, and I got down to where the new Oculus is in Hudson Yards, like the new uh, Honeycomb building. Right. And I'm like, as I'm getting to that area, I'm like, oh god, like I'm getting the gurgle belly, and you can't fight the gurgle belly. You can fight like most things, you know. Right. Like especially if it, like your stomach feels okay, then you're fine. But like if you get the gurgle belly, it's like time stops now. So you either you run back, uh, which sort of, and if I run back, that's like. The, the day is sort of like it's toast there's nothing to do yeah yeah um but if i can find a bathroom then i've got a i've got a fighting shot right right and so i know that the uh the mall is open because people use it to walk in between like office buildings and so i all right so i was like all right you know what let me uh let me try and find a bathroom and so i literally run to the revolving door of the mall to try and like you know keep the running as sort of consistent as possible, and then um, I uh, I walk around the entire base of the mall, and there's no bathrooms on the ground floor. So like, oh man, now I gotta now I gotta figure out like all right, take the escalators up, and then thankfully there was a bathroom right by the first set of escalators that I found, and then um, what's it called? I go into the bathroom. Thankfully, there's no one else in there. Private stall. And then I lose about 10 pounds, and then I start Jeez. walking out of the mall. And the second I, like, leave the mall's entrance, I'm like, I'm running again, you know? Right. Um, and so, you know, my overall pace was 9.16, which is okay. But, like, I was running the first three miles at, like, let's just say, like, 8.58 was the first mile, 9.11, 9.05. And then I was like, you know, once you lose that amount of mass and water, like, it really <laughs> messes with your body, you know? But, like, the next few miles, I did pretty good. It was, like, 9.07. And then I really – it looks like I really sped up at a certain point because um, – let's see. It goes no, it's from, just when you jumped on the bus and cheated. Yeah, right? I cheated. I go 9.07, 8.12 for a straightaway, hmm. 9.03, 9.06, 9.24, 9.01, 8.56, 8.37. So, like, um, this is – so, like, fastest mile so far was mile five. Yeah. But then, like, mile 11, I went – I got back down to, you know, uh, 37. And most of the elevation is, like, down, like, because from the north end of the island, you're going down. Um, so, it's uh, it's pretty good. And then it looks like, you know, I held it, you know, 946, 931. But, like, at, at a certain point, like, 946 and 931 is when I'm entering uh, the city now. Because you, you can run along the perimeter of the island. But they're, like, around the UN right now, they haven't built out the, uh, we'll call it, like, the promenade. So at 34th Street, you have to cut into First Avenue. And that's when, like, foot traffic is going on. And then by that time, like, it was 8-something. So, like, it's rush hour. So you're basically running right. around people trying to make their way uh, around people who are, like, walking to work. And, like, they don't really care what you're doing, which is totally reasonable. Right. Um, and then I, I'm cutting up uh, First Ave and the Second Ave. And then into a little bit of Third Ave until I get to 59th Street. I cut across 59th Street to go to the park. And I do basically... Uh, up to like uh, halfway of the park and I cut across the reservoir and I come back down and I basically run to my building and that got me 17 miles. Nice. So, yeah. So the idea though is like I, I need to be running with like um, a, 
haven't gone to the bathroom, so I don't have to deal with that mentally. And then B, I think I still need more sleep, which is crazy because I'm already going to bed as early as, as humanly possible. It might just be one of those things where I have to like leave work early so I can just like be home and not have to worry about commuting and getting dinner ready and all that stuff. Just like, you know, sort of refocus the, uh, the schedule in a sense. And then C, uh, oh, let's see, just starting earlier. So that I can end at a time where I can still go to work. Because I went to work after this. And I had like a full day yeah, uh, interview right. with with, uh, with a candidate. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. How often do you do interviews with people? Um, a couple times a week now. We're really kicking Oof. it up. So. That, are you expected to get the same amount of work done in this time? I mean, I'm assuming it's not like the expectation. But you're still on projects that yeah, you absolutely. personally have deadlines for. Yeah. I mean, you'll you'll sort of... Uh, understand that like there are days where if you're meeting heavy i mean you've had that in the past where you've been in meetings all day oh, yeah. but you still have yeah. to get stuff done like yeah same thing with work like there are days where you wish you could be out of meetings um and sometimes it comes down to you saying like hey is this something that i absolutely need to be in here for right. is this something that i can get updated with an email later or on slack um and so i've definitely been like you know hey let me give my update first so I can get out of here so I can either go to another meeting where I'm double booked right. or I need to go back to my desk and actually crank. Yeah. Yeah. I've certainly had it in the past. It's just like four hours of meetings in a day or something like that. Yeah. And, but, but I always, I just feel like things are a little different in grad school when it's like, when I, at least as a, as a computational person, I can come home and log in and get things done or oftentimes it's like okay so i got a lot of meetings today let me see what types of like pro like um what types of programs i can run they're gonna take like a few hours to run mm-hmm. so i'm not really losing time it's like okay let me let yeah. me just run this let me set something up and run it and then i can get back and analyze later on it's like okay well i needed to wait those four hours for this particular task anyway yeah but, uh, i mean it's uh like the other day uh when I, actually when i ran the 17 it was a uh, an all day uh, it was an all day session so started at 9:45 mm-hmm. and then we weren't done until like 6:15 wow yeah i mean but it is what it is you know so. yeah 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 certainly yeah i mean i'm aware i'm aware that this is going to happen right um, it's just something that i haven't partic- like i've never been a part of an interview so that uh, except for when i was an interviewee um, so I know that it'll be something that I that I'll be doing soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna switch gears really quickly just because I want to mention this. I know we're, I guess, technically could be up right now. But yeah. um, have you heard about the new Regal Unlimited, which I is have. like a Movie Pass type of alternative? I, I I don't even know if like I guess I'm gonna call it Movie Pass always, despite the fact that Movie Pass is basically a dumpster fire that somehow yeah. refuses to die. Um, I have. Are you interested in getting it? I am. However, I'm not going to yet because obviously with the baby coming now, we're just a little under, wait, no, no, a little over two weeks away from the, from the due date. Now the baby, at this point, the baby can come anytime. If Lena went, if Lena like all, all of a sudden was like, I think I'm having contractions. I'd be like, oh snap. All right. It's, it's, it's not like it's not too early at this point, right? So with the baby coming, um, MoviePass just isn't really going to work for our schedule. The, the nice thing about MoviePass for us in the past, and I guess with, especially with my work schedule now, in, with MoviePass in the past, I could 
pop over to the movie theater. We, like, I could talk to Lane in the morning, but like, oh, I'm thinking about seeing a movie today. Like, oh, yeah, what are we thinking about seeing it? You know, whatever movie. So pop over to the theater before heading into the office or if I'm working from home just during lunch, pick up the tickets for the two of us. And then we head on over to the movie theater at like 5.30 or 6 or whatever time it is. But right now, with the baby being around, you can't really do that. <laughs> there's no, right. there's no. Um, let's just randomly do this particular task at this random time of the day or evening. So, um, yeah, I don't. I think we're gonna hold on it for a little bit. Elaine is obviously aware of it. Then the one thing is, um, and they, they, I don't know if it was leaked or if it was an official, but I, I saw earlier today that the, um, the theater listings for the different pricing price points was made available so the they have three different levels the regal unlimited which is 18 dollars a month unlimited plus which is 21 a month and unlimited all access which is 2350 a month and so there are only like 60 some no 74 theaters that exist in the all access list which is the most expensive tier so i think those include like imax style seat or imax style theaters the unlimited plus are the two theater the two regals near me and they have like reclined and reserved seating yeah so i'm not surprised that it sits in that price point i think the unlimited is just like bare bones general admission theaters so for us to go to for us to make it worth it we'd have to see like two to three movies in a month and that's kind of a high number yeah i mean we did it with movie pass for quite some time and there were some there were some months we were going like four to five right but but you also don't have a baby we don't have a baby yeah and and the other thing about movie pass it's only 10 bucks so we really only we really only have to see one movie on a non-tuesday to make it um to to make it pay for itself um nowadays when we see movies which we've seen quite a few movies over the last year or so since we since we canceled movie pass but we almost always see the movies on Tuesdays, which is like $5, $5.50 movie movie tickets. Mm-hmm. So if we were to try to like, obviously, it's a bit of an inconvenience to have to go to the theater on Tuesday when everybody else is going to be there. But it's something that we could do. So ideally, if we wanted to get the do like a comparison on how much we would actually spend compared and, and compared to the monthly cost, we would really have to go to four movies a month to beat that like five fifty price point. Yeah. I'm not really thinking about it that way anyway, but you know, it's just another another thing to think about. The uh yeah, that and AMC are just uh just not things that I'm actually going to be using just because of how often you need to be seeing it uh for me to actually find any use of it. I know um, that you found it really difficult and I just thought it was so funny because for me and Lena it was just the complete opposite. We were up in there all the time and it was just a really easy it was just a fun thing for us to do, but Yeah. I think it's just differences in, in um, I don't know, whatever. But, yeah, it just kind of, like, it quickly became, like, rather than, like, watching a TV show, it's like, oh, let's go catch a movie. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. I think for Carolyn and I, we just found that, like, Movie Pass became a chore that we were we were needing to go see movies to feel like we were getting a mm-hmm. use out of it. And that's, like, not something, like, I do, I do not want to be, a, like, a, feel beholden to a product like that. Certainly. Certainly not. You know? Yeah. I saw a lot of great movies with Movie Pass. I don't sure. regret it at all. Very much got my money's worth. I, mean, I, saw, I, like, I saw like forty movies in, yeah. in like nine months. I certainly don't regret my time with Movie Pass either. I think I saw a lot of movies that I normally wouldn't have seen. That a lot of them were uh, 
were pretty good. I'm not saying everyone was a hit, but yeah, I, yeah. It, like it, it definitely made it way more affordable considering there was a time when I was going to the movies probably once a week. Oh, yeah, oh. you were. I forgot about that. Yeah. So when MoviePass came out, it was great. But then, right. it, you know, life sort of life just changes and then you start yeah, doing yeah, other transition. things. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm not going to the movies as often, then right. it becomes like the value of it decreases pretty uh, precipitously. hundred percent. I mean, you were doing like all you're still doing like running classes and stuff. And I think you were doing all that at this yeah. at the time when you had MoviePass. And yeah. So I guess I would equate like this upcoming Regal thing for me to your type of schedule that you have maybe maybe not maybe a little bit more restrictive with bait with with it being a baby of course but yeah like if if we were to buy it we would like it would be difficult for us to plan it and we would very certainly feel like we gotta get to a month so that we feel like we're getting our values worth out of it and at that point it's like well why don't we just wait for the movie to come out and rent it because that the, the stress of that and the cost of that is a lot less mm-hmm Right. I'm also not like doing a lot of running classes anymore because a lot of my runs yeah, are, uh, are longer runs. in time. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it sort of is what it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. All wow, right. There are, there are a lot of regals in Hawaii, man. There's, well, there we're not moving regal, to Hawaii just to do the regals. There are two regal theaters in, in Delaware. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in Hawaii. And I went to one of them. <laughs> <laughs> look we, we we literally had we had like four hours before our flight left and we couldn't do anything like there was just like we had already done a decent amount of stuff on that big did you island bring did you bring the uh your bags to the airport no because we had a car so we just we drove to the movie oh, okay, theater sure. that's fair and left i mean if you have a car, car then yeah leaving your bags yeah. there otherwise drove... i'd be like you can't come in here with all that yeah, no, <laughs> we drove around most of the island. I mean, like the, the the western part of the island. And that afternoon, we wanted, or that morning, we wanted to do something different. I, I know I mentioned this on like the 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 Hawaii podcast episode where I covered it all, but we wanted to do something. But it turned out some of the places that we were like we wanted to go to the south part of the island, but it turned out there really wasn't much to do there. Additionally, we were really going to be we were we were going to be cutting it close with the um with the time of the flight. And so we decided just to stay local. At that point, it's like, okay, well, what do we do? And so we decided to see Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was worth it? Yes, yes. Well, with movie pass, yes. Oh well, it wasn't. It wasn't a movie pass movie. We we paid full price. <laughs> or maybe it was like a. Movie what I mean is, like, is it is it a movie pass kind oh, of movie, or oh, is it like oh, a oh. regular movie, regular movie movie? Ah. Uh, in terms of like uh, value. It was regular movie movie. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. All right. Well. All right. Let's get out of here. I'm happy to find out where you're really from. So. (laughs) You're happy to know that it's it's real. I'm happy to know that it's real, but the uh, confidence level of it is not statistically significant. (laughs) (laughs) You might as well still be from. Your range is from zero to 50. Yeah. So you might as well still be a stranger in a strange land. Exactly. Exactly. Um, All right. Yeah. Let's get out of here. All right. I'm Russell. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you guys next week.